0: Hello and welcome to episode 162 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight we're talking about things not to cheap out on when you're traveling. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And roughly two years ago, this was our last normal week and no one knew it. But however, things are getting much better on the COVID front. When it comes to the rest of the world, probably not so much. No major trip since our last episode. We had planned for a quick spring break trip not the type that we took in our 20s, but apparently the whole southeastern United States is also on spring break, which meant we saw Hampton Inn priced well over $300 a night, well over 150,000 points a night. So the plan is to do some local day trips, probably head west and visit the Frank Lloyd Wright area at the Florida Southern University, maybe stop by the Bach Tower Gardens, and then of course drop off some books at the little free libraries along the way. Now, however, as we do come out of this COVID situation, epidemic, conspiracy, pandemic, whatever you wanna call it, I am traveling more and more, and there are, are some things that have not returned to normal, and I miss them. You know, First, the easy one would be hotel housekeeping, and this is an easy target, but I don't miss it at all. While I make my bed every morning when I get up at home, I don't need some rando to do it when i'm traveling in order to make my stay that much better the things that i miss first right off the bat is hotel cookie time and cookie time was our ttb contest which is time to beat our goal was to make it to the hotel each evening while there were still cookies hopefully warm available at the check-in desk and of course you can't include the double tree properties in this game as they still tend to serve warm, soft, tasty cookies 24-7. Another thing is the USA Today newspaper. In my opinion, not the definition of hard-hitting news, but their lifestyle, money, and sports sections will keep you up to date just enough to have a conversation with almost anybody that you meet. And then finally, the manager's reception. And anyone on a daily per diem can appreciate these you know depending on the property you could have something as basic as totino's pizza rolls not that there's anything wrong with those or some corn chips and salsa possibly they would bring in some pizza or some hot fresh local barbecue if the property truly gets it for years we stayed at a hampton inn in duluth georgia right off pleasant hill road And the property staff would bring in home cooked food monday through wednesday maybe monday through tuesday every evening it was soup it was enchiladas it was homemade lasagna and the whole group of us was there for month end closing every month end and so they would really up their game when they knew we were coming to town that was until the food inspectors came by for a visit to let them know that their food license was only for hot food for breakfast nothing after 10 a.m and as they say all good things must come to an end and uh, normally at most of these managers receptions there's some wine there's some beer some soda and if you're on a per diem and you play your cards right you could grab a double deuce beer at the local stop and rob on your way back to the hotel partake in their free booze prepare it to go plate for the room Watch TV as you consume your double deuce with your to-go plate all by yourself. On to tonight's topic, things not to cheap out on when traveling. When it comes to travel, I put it into two very distinct categories. There's business travel and, of course, there's leisure travel. With business travel, you are working while you are traveling and you should have the same capabilities and resources to do your job on the road as if you were sitting in your regional office, your home office, wherever that brick and mortar is. And while you still need to be a good steward with your company's money, you can't be penalized just because you aren't physically in the office. Thankfully, my company understands and supports this rationale. But then there's leisure travel, the one maybe two trips a year that you take to unwind, refocus and enjoy yourself. And a side note here, if your job makes you that miserable that the only time that you can unwind, refocus and enjoy yourself is during those seven to 14 days each year, you may need to reevaluate some of the things in your life. But leisure travel can often and most time involve some sort of a budget or at least a minimum guideline of what you can and cannot spend. If you are a road warrior the first thing is that you do not cheap out on luggage. If you are a baby road warrior, you might need some guidance with this. For example, years ago, we had a team member that traveled with what could best be described as a soft-sided roller bag. So to begin with, a soft-sided anything is a solid no-go for any sort of travel. Converting it into a roller bag makes things worse. You know The reason is that as soon as you put wheels underneath it, it definitely does make it easy to transport but everything in the bag suddenly moves to the bottom of the bag thanks to gravity then to make matters worse this individual through his roller get that roller laptop bag on top of this soft-sided roller bag disaster safe to say that we stood up an internal gofundme page to get this guy some decent luggage when it comes to luggage whatever you choose it does need to stand up to the task for me I'm rough on stuff i know it but you have to be you i have to be me so the first thing is do you want a roller bag and let me answer that for you yes you want you need a roller bag do you want two wheels do you want four wheels over the years i have converted to become a fan of the four wheel roller bag and then some of the other questions is can you easily replace the wheels does it does the warranty cover wheel replacement how long is the warranty good for what does it actually cover Do yourself a favor and save all the paperwork that comes with your new shiny luggage. You know, for close to 15 or 16 years, I was a travel pro devotee, as they say. And that was until I bought my last bag. And over the course of those 15 or 16 years, I think I probably had three pieces of travel pro luggage. Typically, it was 300 bucks a bag. Do the quick math if you get 5 years out of it that's 60 bucks a year divide that by 12 $5 a month you know follow from there less than 25 cents a day for a piece of luggage whether I was traveling or not my last travel pro bag made it less than 3 years before the wheel started coming apart the handle began to disintegrate so i emailed travel pro no response i bitch tweeted travel pro no response so i replaced the travel pro with a solid-sided four-wheel spinner bag from Away, and I have not looked back since. You don't need to spend a small fortune on luggage, but you do need to find a decent piece that will at least last the leisure traveler a good 10 to 15 years, and more than likely, if you're traveling for leisure, there'll be some kind of new technology when it comes to luggage, and you'll probably replace the bag long before the 15 years. So how about a travel backpack, laptop, messenger bag, call it what you want. We all use something to carry around all our gear. None of us grabs our laptop or tablet, the power supply, the mouse, a handful of USB drives and writing pins and heads out the door. We put them into something, look for something with plenty of pockets, reinforced stitching, sturdy zippers, again, a warranty. My choice for the last three or four years has been the Averke Atlas backpack. Looks brand new, and I'm tough on gear. About 15 years ago, another coworker bought a $700 Tumi bag, and while you might laugh or snicker, I'm here to tell you that that Tumi bag, 15 years later, still again looks brand new, and over the time, that bag has cost him less than $4 a month, and that cost continues to decrease the longer he uses it. Another thing not to cheap out on is TSA PreCheck. If you spend any amount of time at airports, even if you fly once a year, purchase TSA PreCheck. It's roughly 85, 90 bucks for five years. The December 2021 Chateau Relaxo crew took a trip to Washington, DC. One member decided to cheap out by not purchasing TSA PreCheck. I chose not to wait, the CEO chose not to wait but somehow they managed to talk the entrepreneur and going through the slow line with them. And I spent my career flying in and out of two of the busiest airports in the United States, Atlanta and Orlando. And even for leisure travel, that $17 a year for the TSA pre-check is a no brainer. Many credit card companies offer TSA pre-check or clear at a reduced rate. I believe that the American Express green card with its roughly $150-$160 annual fee, gives you a $100 credit towards Clear, as well as a $100 credit towards lounge access through Lounge Buddy. So there's, you know, $200 bucks back on your $150-$160 annual fee. Another thing: budget air travel, budget airlines. You can check all the websites for airfare travel deals, and more than likely. All of the results will come back in the same ballpark, especially when it comes to the number of flights available, the number of connections, as well as the cost. Honestly short of some sort of a credit card benefit, there's really not a lot of deals when it comes to flying. Now you might find a cheaper price for a flight with a discount carrier, but once you start tacking on the additional fees you will be in the same financial ballpark as everyone else. I mean, seriously, do you think these discount airlines are buying fuel any cheaper than the big boys? Probably not. So stick with booking directly with the carrier and you can thank me later when something goes sideways and you can actually talk to the airlines directly. Also treat yourself while flying, pay for that adult beverage or pay for the in-flight Wi-Fi. Most times it's less than 10 bucks and hopefully that's not gonna break you. And speaking of budget travel, I'm here to tell you that one of the budget or discount travel websites do not offer any great deals. Again, that being said, you will find cheaper prices, but it's a roll of the dice because at 1120, when you are looking to check in, whether you have a family in tow or not, and that reservation isn't there, it's not the responsibility of the hotel, it's the responsibility of the booking service. So plan on pulling out your cell phone and getting in queue with everyone else whose reservation went sideways. Again, book direct with the airlines, book direct with the hotels. Do not cheap out on travel clothing. I live in Florida, which is a completely different weather experience than North Jersey, Chicago, or Dallas, especially in winter. However, I do visit these places during winter, and that four-season bulky coat that you bought at Burlington will not hold up for long when you're constantly having to shove it into luggage or stowing it under your plane seat so find something that's packable and again double stitched and speaking of clothing how about travel accessories do yourself a favor and put together a travel accessory kit deodorant toothbrush toothpaste floss personal hygiene if you need cologne get something in a solid form so that it gets through tsa how about a travel sewing kit, and some extra shoelaces, an umbrella nail clippers. For 20 plus years, I have carried what I call a medicine bag with Benadryl, sinus medicine, stomach medicine, aspirin, band-aids at a minimum. When you find yourself in Mobile, Alabama with hives and there's no one you know less than four hours away, you need a medicine bag. And I do have some rules when it comes to my uh, DOP kit. And one of those rules is that if I'm at home and I run out of a specific toiletry item, I don't replace it with something out of my DOP kit. And why you ask? Because more than likely I'll forget to replace that on my next trip to Publix. And then suddenly I find myself on the road with no deodorant, no toothpaste or whatever I've decided to handily remove from my travel DOP kit. Don't cheap out on hotels, and I also don't believe in breaking the bank to stay at one. When we travel, our hotel room is normally the place we end up at late afternoon or early evening. In all my years of travel or specifically leisure travel, I have never hung out around the hotel just to hang out around the hotel. Stay with the major change. There's Hilton, there's Marriott, there's La Quinta, you get the point. A hotel. Where the bed squeaks or there's no hot water can set the tone for your whole vacation and those incidents do happen at the major changes but most of the time they're prepared to resolve it and you also want a hotel close to where you want to be in 1983 i was dating a young lady was living in south florida we decided to visit disney world her aunt graciously offered us a place to stay in Ocala Florida 90 miles north of Disney World so we were in our early 20s and even at that young age spending three hours in the car each day driving back and forth from Disney to Ocala was less than desirable now when it comes to food maybe the whole don't cheap out phrase doesn't come into play but don't miss out or don't rob yourself of new food experiences. Skip the chains. We've talked about this before. Go with the local specialties for their offerings. Of course, if you're in Nashville, Tennessee, Nashville Hot Chicken. Austin, you got to go with the barbecue. If you're up in the Northeast in the Maryland area, go with Crab Cakes. Syracuse, New York, if you haven't tried Salt Potatoes and you're in Syracuse, make sure to order a plate of those. If you're unsure of the local food favorites try putting a google on it or visit yelp and you'll get kind of the lay of the land now here's a great food tip as we all know there are some amazing restaurants tucked inside hotels there's the sunset terrace up in asheville at the grove park inn Here locally is Todd English's Blue Zoo inside the Swan and Dolphin. Rooms at these hotels are expensive, but you don't have to stay at the hotel to eat there. So book reservations for dinner, for drinks. You'll get the same food and same service as if you were staying there. Probably not the same level of service if you had booked the presidential suite, but still pretty close to the same service. Finishing up with do not cheap out on experiences and this is a big one and this one can easily backfire on you in both directions you can run the risk of paying too little so that you don't get the whole experience or you can overpay and then you're left wondering what did i just pay for so you have to find a balance and in this case let's pick on universal studios here in o-town If you visit Universal Studios, here are the top five rides. Jurassic World Velocicoaster, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, Hagrid's major magical motorbike adventure or something, Harry Potter and the Escape from Who Knows Where. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. And then number five is The Revenge of the Mummy. The average wait time for those five rides, Jurassic World Coaster, 50 minutes. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, 40 minutes. Hagrid, 70 minutes. Harry Potter and the escape from who knows what 45 minutes and then, of course, Revenge of the Mummy coming in at only 22 minutes, that is almost four hours of your day in line waiting for just those five rides. And that was just the average wait time on the average day if you come during what they call peak season expect longer wait times. There are close to 15 major rides at Universal Studios, not to mention the additional shows and shops, and plus you got to take time to eat. So in full disclosure, as we all know, I'm not a fan of theme parks, and the thought of spending hours upon hours in lines waiting to ride a three-minute ride isn't for me. Spending $45 on lunch only to then do recon looking for a table where I can sit and enjoy my burger and chips isn't for me spending 25 bucks to park each day well you get the point i am not a huge fan of theme parks also in full disclosure i rarely pay for theme park tickets if you live in the area and are a florida resident there are opportunities where you can volunteer and in turn be compensated for your time with theme park tickets Back to Universal Studios. If you want to visit, the price schedule is a bit confusing. They have a two-park, one-day ticket, a two-park, three-day ticket, plus a two-park, three-day plus tickets. Figure at minimum, the out-of-state cost will cost about $110 per day for a single park. So if you don't want to spend close to four hours of your day waiting in line just for five rides, First, there is the Universal Express Unlimited Pass. So skip the regular line at most popular rides and attractions as many times as you want. It still requires you to buy a th- separate theme park admission ticket. But the Universal Express Unlimited Pass is $109. There is also the Universal Express Pass. No Unlimited, just Express. and As you could well imagine, skip the regular line at most popular rides one time. Separate theme park ticket is still required, and it's only $79.99 for the Universal Express Pass. So there's how you can kind of plus up your experience, hopefully not spend your whole day waiting in line. Disney, of course, they used to offer what they called the Fast Pass. I think they've changed the name to the Genie program. If a Universal or Disney visit was a a once-in-a-decade trip, if I had children that fell into that Universal or Disney age bracket, I would definitely choose to purchase the express or fast pass tickets even if i had to delay my trip six to twelve months to afford it those passes will create a memorable experience for the kids and you won't have to listen to the complaint as they wait in line after line you know experiences growing up i remember our trips to yellowstone our tours of washington dc our hikes along the appalachian trail but i can't remember when we got our first dvr Our first vcr our first cd player so invest in the experiences not the things now not all is lost on cost there are some very inexpensive items not cheap that can make travel more enjoyable foam earplugs you'll be sleeping in a new environment and you have no idea what ambient noises you'll hear ziploc bags better than cheap because you probably already have them Multiple uses from storing wet clothes to makeshift eye packs. Believe it or not, if you have a AARP or, or a AAA membership, they do offer some great travel deals at a great discount. Nalgene makes a very inexpensive kit of travel bottles, all of which are TSA compliant. Packing cubes still a great value under twenty five bucks. And finishing up the list with luggage tags, one of those things that you don't realize that you need until you actually need them. So out of all of this, there are two travel stories life lessons to sum it all up. First, if it sounds too good to be true when it comes to travel, it probably is. And one of my favorites, buy once, cry once. Well, there you have it. That is the things not to cheap out on when traveling. Next episode on the docket is the March Crazy Travel Roundup. If you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories. Leave me a message on Anchor. Shoot me an email at travelfrick at gmail.com. That's travelfrick at gmail.com. As I always say, travel safe, stay safe, and thanks for listening.